Hey, welcome home, everybody. You're watching Legacy Television. We're Jeremy and Sarah Pearsons. So thankful you decided to tune in today. And wherever you're watching this, either on a television or on an iPad or iPhone or whatever it takes to get the word, that's what you're doing. And God is honored by that. And we are so thrilled, so honored to come into your life, into your home, wherever you're watching. We believe the Lord has some good things for you today. We're going to get into the word. And anything coming out of this book is life-giving, life-changing And you can put your faith in that. Let's pray together. Father, we worship you today. We give you glory and honor for your word. We come before it with boldness the way you tell us to. We come into the throne of grace. We take everything that we need that you have made available to us through Jesus and by Jesus. We are are so thankful for it. We receive today your help. We receive your mercy and your grace to to cover us and provide to us and for us everything we need. So we we open our eyes to see Jesus today. We open our ears to hear his voice, the voice of our good shepherd who calls us by name and leads us out. We open our hearts to understand who we are in Jesus today and who he is in us. I'm asking you for your help in this. We believe we receive it. And those of us who will hear this word and do it, I believe will never be the same again. Thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Sarah, we've been in this uh, very simple series over the last couple of weeks on Legacy TV called Following the Leader. And it's all about hearing the voice of the Spirit of God, following that voice, doing what he instructs us to do. And what our heart in this is that the Spirit-led life would be made easy. But maybe easy is not the right word because there is some definitely some crucifixion of the flesh that goes on in that. (laughs) But maybe it's the spirit-led life made simple. Mm -hmm. Simple like a child learning to follow the leader at the head of the class. Simple like a child learning to seek out something that's been hidden. Mm -hmm. Uh, This room's a big room. Our kids love to play hide and seek in this room. And man, I've found some good places to hide. They don't look behind the curtains over there, I've found. (laughs) But just like a kid seeking out something that's been hidden, seeking out treasure and the adventure that goes with that. That's what we're after here. But the simplicity of of knowing that God has got good things for us and that when we step up to an intersection and a crossroad in our lives, that we're not left on our own to try to figure out mathematically or by some formula, which way we're supposed to go. We're not left to just look at everybody else and what they've done and, and try it and hope or wish that something good comes out of it. No, we've got something else. This is a distinguishing and defining characteristic of the sons of God. What does Romans eight fourteen say? For as many as are led by the spirit of God, these are the sons of God. I, when I hear that word, these, I just see the, the hand of God pointing. These are, yeah. these are my sons. These are my daughters. The ones that can hear me and be led by me. <laughs> these are the ones. Just like a teacher in a classroom will cling to any child who can simply hear the instruction and do what they're told. They are so thankful for that child. As young as they are, still that's a marker of maturity in a child's life. Those little report cards come home. Your child does so good at following instructions. Or maybe the report card comes home and says, your child needs to learn how to follow instructions. Well, they may only be three, four, five years old, but right away, there's a, there's a defining characteristic. Maybe they separate themselves from the rest of the group. And that's cool too, because 
There's not any difference between you and somebody that you think is super spiritual, except for they may have learned how to be led by the Spirit of God. They've learned how to go with Him and move with Him and hear from Him and act on what He says. Mm -hmm. Success in God. Mm -hmm. A successful life of faith and what it produces. When you see somebody who's living that, you can rest assured that person has figured out how to hear the voice of God, follow it, be led by it, yeah. and limit their, limit their actions to doing only what they see their father do. And you know, some people may think, why are you talking to me about being led by the Spirit? Aren't there more important things to talk about, like healing or prosperity or um, other areas that have to do with God? But honestly, in every one of those areas in life, this is a part of receiving financial prosperity. You sure. can't leave the Holy can't Spirit out no. of, you can't just stand on a scripture and believe God and believe God and believe God, but not listen to the voice of God mm-hmm. and not hear where to go and what to do and how to be led and how to, how to even reap. You know, you may know how to sow and you may, you may sow and you stand on the scripture that you're believing God, but then when, when it comes time to mm-hmm. reap and God shows you an area to go and to be obedient, if you don't listen, and follow him, you may not reap that harvest. So holy, the it's Holy crucial, Spirit, sure. and when you're believing God for your healing, it may be, you may think, oh, I'm gonna stand on, for um, by his stripes, I am healed. By his stripes, I am healed. And he may be talking to you with that still small voice telling you, cut this out, cut this out of your diet, cut this out of your uh, daily routine, simplify your life. It may all be, he may be leading you into greener pastures and he may be leading you into health, but you have to listen and do, listen and be led by the spirit of God. I think that's where maybe some people, even word people may have um, even study the word, stand on the word. Yes, we do. We stand on the word of God. But what if he's been speaking to you for 10 years on something to do and you don't act on it? See, faith moves, faith acts. Faith does what it what it's heard and it acts on what it knows. You know, it it acts and it moves and it's for, it, we're characterized as faith people because we are always moving. We have forward motion. We're walking mm-hmm. by faith, right? Sure. So to not not ever leave him out of the equation, yeah. but acknowledge him. And what does Proverbs say about that? I, um, let's see. I wrote yeah, it down here. Three. Pro- Proverbs three. We'll look at it. Proverbs three. Verse five says, trust in the Lord with all your heart Mm -hmm. and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. I don't want to leave him out of one thing. In every way. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In every way, acknowledge him in all your ways. And it's so simple to acknowledge the Lord. Mm -hmm. Just an acknowledgement. Think about somebody standing on a platform in a service or in a conference or something, I'd like to acknowledge so-and-so. And all they're, having, all they're doing is saying, this yeah. person's here. That's the acknowledgement of it. Why don't you try doing that? Yeah. We should do that in our lives, Lord. I'm just acknowledging you. I believe you are. I believe you're with me. You're for me. You're not against me. I'm just acknowledging you. And I'm getting ready to step out in the thing. And I read this scripture this morning in the book of Proverbs that says, um, when you commit your ways to the Lord, yeah, he'll make you, you prosper. Yeah. 
commit this thing to God. Father, I'm acknowledging you. I'm taking a step and I am committed to you. I'm committed to hearing your voice. I'm committed to not being led by my head, but being led by my heart. Yeah. Follow heart, not head. Yeah. Now use your head. Mm-hmm. God gave you one, so use it. And the scripture says in the next chapter, get wisdom, get understanding. But the instruction here is to trust in the Lord with all your heart. This is a big key in learning to be led by the Spirit of God is learning to not be head-led as much as you are heart-led. So while you're getting all your information and you're researching and you're finding out things and you're, you're, you're jumping into the subject of whatever it is, whatever decision you're having to make, that's good. That's fine. Understand all of it, but don't be surprised if the Lord leads you in a way or speaks to you in a way that seems to disregard every bit of information you've just researched. Now, it's not always that way, but it certainly can be. We've experienced that before to where you're looking at it. And here's the big, here, here's the big thing, really. When you're talking about being led by the Spirit of God, there's one big thing that we've got to learn, and it's peace. Yeah. Where is peace? Yeah. Follow peace. Yeah. Let peace. peace call the shots. Let's look at that in the book of Colossians, chapter three, a verse you may be familiar with, but I want you to hear it again. And listen to what he says down around verse 15. He says, let the peace of God rule in your heart. Mm. Let the peace of God rule in your heart to which also you were called in one body and be thankful. Let the peace of God rule. Don't let anything else rule in your heart. There are many people that are being led by pressure and not by peace. Mm-hmm. I want folks to learn that you don't have to be led by the pressure. Yeah. You can be led by peace. I think it's the Amplified Bible that says, let the peace of God be the umpire. Mm-hmm. Be the umpire. In a, in a baseball game, what's an umpire do? An umpire is the one calling the shots. An umpire is the one that's calling whether the guy's safe or he's out, right? Well, let the peace of God do that for you in your heart. The peace of God will tell you what's safe and the peace of God will tell you, no, rule that out. That's what an umpire does and that's what peace will do in you. But so many people are being led by pressure. When the pressure comes on, it tries to force you into making a decision and, and as we were preparing these messages, that's what I sensed in my heart, that we were talking to people that were right now at the crossroads mm-hmm. where wisdom is speaking, but you're at the crossroads where you're having to make a decision. Mm-hmm. Now, every day is decision day. Yeah. There's decisions being made all the time. But you and I both know that you are stepping up to this crossroads where some major decisions have to be made. And I have a sense in my heart that those people are who's watching this broadcast right now. And you need to know how to make that decision. How do I know if I'm hearing the voice of God? How do I know, is this God? Is it me? Is it mom? Is it dad? Who is it that I'm following here? Learn to follow peace. Mm -hmm. You can trust peace. You can trust it. Now, pressure comes and tries to force you into making a decision. I think about that day in the life of Jesus ministry when he was just preaching along and those religious leaders interrupted the whole message and brought that woman who they said they'd caught in the act of adultery and they threw her down at Jesus' feet and they started yelling at him saying, 
the law of Moses says that we ought to stone this one. What do you say? What do you say? What do you say? Scripture tells us, John 8, they continued asking him. Isn't that what pressure does? Just continues. Pressure never lets up. Just gets stronger. It's pushing and it's pushing and it's pushing. You've got to learn to recognize when someone or something is trying to pressure you into making a decision. And in that moment, Jesus was forced or they were trying to force him to choose between two really bad options. Mm -hmm. Stone her or don't stone her. Usually there's a third option. (laughs) Well, there's a third option if you'll wait and listen for it. But But pressure says you've got two choices. Mm -hmm. They both stink, but you got to choose and you got to choose now. (laughs) And Jesus, they're, they're trying to force a decision on him here. If he says, don't stone her, then he's broken the law of Moses and he didn't come to break that law. He came to fulfill it. He can't break that law. That's sin. He breaks that law. This whole thing's off. Mm-hmm. Well, then you, right on the other hand, the choice is, well, go ahead and stone her. And all these people that are out there listening to him that day, listening to him because he's the voice of kindness and compassion that they've never heard before. Yeah. And now he says, stone her. They're confused. Well, what's he going to do? So what does he do? He bends down and starts playing in the dirt, just writing in the dirt, riding in the sand, riding in the floor, whatever was there. Seems like an odd thing to do, doesn't it? Well, what's he, what's he looking for? He's looking for peace. Mm-hmm. He's looking for peace. We already know Jesus is resolved. I'm not saying anything until I hear my father say it. In other words, Jesus is just really good at playing following the leader, yeah. the leader. Now, those guys were out there trying to lead him into a trap by pressure but he refused to be pressured. Instead, he was looking for peace, patient until he found peace. And then he found it. Mm -hmm. He heard the voice of God. We know he heard it because he said something. He stood up and said, any among you without sin, let him cast the first stone. And they all knew that they had no other choice but to drop that rock and walk away. That woman's life was saved. He gave her the gift of no condemnation. And we have an example for all men, for all time of the kindness and the compassion that comes through our Savior. And we have all that because Jesus refused to be pressured. Yeah. And he chose instead to follow peace. What are you following? Peace or pressure? Yeah. To be led by the Spirit is to follow peace. How many times have we experienced this? When the pressure's been on, we're being forced into a decision-making process and forced to do something. We've experienced it in the building of this place that we're in now, the the purchase of this property, some things that came along, you got to do this, you got to do this, you got to do this. And we just said, you know what? Something doesn't seem right. We're just going to wait. We're just going to wait. People don't like it when you tell them you're going to wait. But you you know what? They got to deal with it. You wait for peace. Mm -hmm. And you don't move until you have peace. And you don't go until you have peace. And, and, and isn't that like the character of God? Mm-hmm. I mean, Jesus calls the Holy Spirit the comforter. Yeah. What is that? Comfort brings you peace. Mm-hmm. Comfort gives you, uh, it's just this soothing in the midst of pressure, in the midst of, of yeah. you gotta make a decision, you gotta make a decision now. You're under a timeline. You, you got to do this. P- when 
when God is there and he comes in the room, if you want to know what your answer feels like, it's when you sense peace. Mm -hmm. That's when peace comes in the room and comfort comes in the room. You know God has walked into the room and you know that that, there's your answer. Your answer is somewhere in that peace. And if you think about it too, when we'll read this, and this is in John chapter 14. Jesus is about to leave and he's telling his disciples, I'm about to go away, but don't worry. I'm gonna leave you a helper. I'm gonna leave someone to help you. Mm-hmm. And this is what he says about the Holy Spirit. What we're talking about is being aware of the Holy Spirit, yielding to the Holy Spirit, That's making good. him a part of your life, uh, acknowledging, him, acknowledging him in everything that you do. Not, don't leave him out of the, of the equation. Every situation you encounter, you let him in on it. Let him be a part. That's good. Don't, you don't have to go through life Let on your own. Really you were good. meant to, to, to be with him and to walk with him and to listen to him and act on what he says. You're, he didn't leave you alone. Jesus didn't leave you alone. And Jesus says this of the Holy Spirit. He says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I've said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. Not as the world gives you that I do I give you, but let not your heart be troubled and neither let it be afraid. This is God's way. He is so peaceful. And he is a comforter. You know, you think of God and you think of this almighty God. Even a lot of people think of him as, you know, the God of the universe, the almighty, this, this God that helps me fight. And, the, you know, he's this strong, all-powerful man. But you know what else God is? He's sweet and he's peaceful and he's a comforter. Mm-hmm. And that's how you can describe him. And when you know he's around, you'll sense comfort. You'll sense peace. He's a sweet Holy Spirit. Yeah. Sweet in his character. You have to press for this too. Yeah. When your heart is troubled, Jesus said, don't let it be, but it, you, you and I both know it will try to be because of what's going on around you. You've got to press for peace. Yes. Pray until peace comes. Yes. Press yeah. until the peace comes and don't get forced into doing anything until peace settles mm-hmm. in. This is, this is one of, if not the biggest thing in being led by the Spirit and following the leader is f- learning to follow peace. Yeah. Now, right on the other hand, and I experienced this like maybe I never had before, when you and I met and fell in love and got married, I mean, that was such a whirlwind process and it was so quick. I mean, we, we met Three months later, we were engaged. Three months after that, we're married. I'm married to a girl I've known six months. And it was so fast. But in that process, I, I got to experience the difference between something that was fast and something that was rushed. Now, there was never a moment of, of our, our engagement that felt rushed. Now, yeah, it moved quick and maybe more quickly than others, but I never felt rushed. 
I never felt any of those feelings that come when you're rushed, that panic, that got to get this done, got to get this done, got to get this done. I mean, your mom, praise God, I mean, what an awesome woman of God who planned an entire wedding in three months and it was beautiful and it was so free of any drama <laughs> and all the stuff that goes into weddings, typically weddings that people take a year or two to plan and still they they panic and they, they stress out. I'm telling you, it was one of the most peaceful things I ever experienced. And it was because this was the rightest relationship I had ever been in. God was in it. God was all over it. And I got to experience the difference between something that was fast and something that was rushed. God can move quickly. He can. And he can get you to move quickly. But just because it's moving quickly doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be rushed and panicked. You can move fast and stay at peace. You can move slow and stay at peace. One of my grandfather's greatest pieces of advice I think I ever got from him, and you hear him preach about it sometimes. He says when he's got to make a decision, he moves into a gear that he calls low and slow. That's pilot talk. When you're up at altitude, you're cruising, man. You're flying at you know, a couple hundred knots, maybe faster. The airplane, he's flying a lot faster. <laughs> but when you come de- back down into the approach environment, that's that critical environment where you've got to make decisions about how you approach the runway and how you approach uh, the, the, the airport itself. They get you to slow down. You're coming in low. You got to come in slow. And there's a key to that in this decision-making. And I don't care if it's something the Lord needs you to move quickly on, or I don't, maybe it's something that needs to take a little more time. You need to learn how on the inside, regardless of how it's moving on the outside, on the inside, learn to move low and slow. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Just low and slow. And this is like justice has been telling us, slow and steady wins the race, dad. Slow (laughs) and steady wins the race. But you know what? He's right. Just being slow, just being being peaceful, there is a real sign of maturity to any believer that can find peace in the middle of junk going on around them. That's what you've got to come to. In following the leader, being led by the Spirit, learn to be led by the peace of God. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more. You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith. 